With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com. Or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. A uh, lot of NBA this hour. A lot of NBA. Mark Medina is going to join us. He's our Fox Sports Radio NBA insider. And Max Good, who you all love. It's like a conversation with your grandpa, but one that was a great coach or is still a, considered a great coach. Um, coached two different high-level college programs. Was the best prep school coach in the country. And he's like our embedded Celtics analyst uh, he'll join us. We'll find out what grumpy Max Good thinks of the Boston Celtics losing at home. Um, I don't think there's any real football to get to, right? Uh, I, I, I just don't. I don't think in terms of baseball, I don't know. Uh, you know, you got a 10-game suspension for a sticky hand. You got Dusty May. He's got the right elbow strain, which we covered yesterday, happened during the show. 
you got Manny Machado, who we all love, just a great teammate when he was a Dodger. He's got a small fracture in his hand because, well, because he's a Padre. But outside of that, not a not a ton. Uh, Halo's in a close one with the Orioles down 5-4. We'll track that for you. So being all hoops all the time isn't a, isn't a bad thing. I, I am also going to set the record straight on Victor Webinyama and, and uh, all this crazy hyperbole which is going on. But let's discuss Jimmy effing Butler. And it Jimmy Butler's an interesting one, right? How would you describe him? And part of me wanted to say, well, is Jimmy Butler, uh, is he the Kurt Schilling of basketball? Now, the problem when I say Kurt Schilling now, and to anybody who actually knows what I'm talking about in, in baseball, is that Kurt Schilling was a very good pitcher for the most part in his career. He was a spectacular postseason pitcher. Right? Postseason pitcher. Um, but but I've, I've kind of circled back to something else and to someone else. So Jimmy Butler, and granted, it's just one game, but he's had a couple of these incredible uh, breakout games before. And... I mean, he just had, he had a couple in the Bucks series, right? So I was trying to find, all right, who's the parallel? And you're going to have to stick with me on this one because the one difference is the guy he parallels actually did have one great regular season where he led the league in scoring. Was was, let's start with this. Is Jimmy Butler a great shooter? Well, statistically, no. He he shot 35% from three this year, but the previous two years, he shot, the previous three years, he shot 24, 24, and 23% from three-point range. It's crazy, right? Uh, He shot a better percentage from two this year after an entire career under 50%. This is the first year he shot 54%. Um, he averaged 23 points a game in the regular season. Now, the postseason, a little different. right? He's become a dominant postseason player. And you're like, wow, how is that, how is that even possible? I mean, think about it. So far, Eastern Conference Finals obviously had 35 last night. Eastern Conference semis, he averaged 24 and a half. Eastern Conference, the, in the, the first series against Milwaukee, he averaged 37.6 points, six rebounds, and four and a half assists. While the field goal percentage is down, the three-point percentage is up. Like, he is a completely and thoroughly dominant, like, you know, in that first series against the Milwaukee Bucks, he shot 44% from three, 59 from two. Now, granted, against the Knicks, he only shot 11% from three, a little bit of regression towards the mean. But the fact is this. Jimmy Butler is not crazy fast or athletic, but makes crazy fast athletic plays when needed. He's not a great shooter, but are you really going to leave him open? He's not a great ball handler, but he doesn't really lose the ball. He doesn't have great moves, but he finds a way to get to his spots and gets his shots. He's not what you would call the world's greatest defender, but he makes great defensive plays. Like he does things 
he has what I think you would term competitive greatness. That's Dwayne Wade. You're like, no, 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 Dwayne Wade, Dwayne, like Dwayne Wade was not a good shooter. There's no, he, for his career, and remember, the last couple years of his career, obviously, um, he actually shot the ball a little bit better, but he shot 29% from three for his career. He had a couple seasons of over 50 from the field. Um, he became a better free throw shooter, but he was always kind of mid-70s to maybe 80. He was never a 90% free throw shooter. And with the exception of the of the the shackless LeBronless years, and he had that one year where he led the league in scoring, like he's about 22, 23 a night guy. But in an NBA finals or an NBA playoffs, and I know when they played the the Mavericks when he won his first title with Shaq, he got every call. I get it. But in the NBA playoffs, are you gonna leave him open? The stats say make him shoot threes. Is that really what you want to do? Right? I mean, go back and look and his stats until he aged out, until he got to his, you know, he had the the knee problems late. But for the most part, he was better in the postseason in the biggest moments than he was in the regular season. And Dwayne Wade is not crazy athletic. He doesn't have a great handle. Like Jimmy Butler, he kind of only goes right. I'm not saying he's not in like, layman's terms or for you and me a great athlete but in comparison to the elites like I saw people comparing him to Kobe Bryant like that's a bunch of crap Kobe Bryant was one of the 10 best players in the NBA five best players in the NBA for years Jimmy Butler has never been and for the most part Dwayne Wade he had that one great finals run and he did get a ton of calls but he was really really good but when the chips were on the line, when things mattered, he was amazing. And that's who Jimmy Butler is. It just so happens he plays for the same team. Like, that's who he's embodying. That's who he's embodying. Here's Jimmy Butler after the win. Still don't care what none of y'all think. Um, we don't care if you pick us to win. We never have. We never will. We know the group of guys we have in this locker room. We play basketball the right way knowing that we always got a chance. More than anything, we're staying together through the good and through the bad. It is a game of runs. Um, I feel like we did a, a really good job on a defensive end. We shared the ball on offense. Got a win, but um, that's not a, enough for us, and we want to get another one in two days. Here's uh, Celtics head coach Joe Mazzula when he was asked if his team was prepared for the game. You said they played harder than you in the third quarter. That's what they do. They play harder than their opponent. How are you guys unprepared for that? And we, we were prepared. We played harder than them in the first half, and then they outplayed us for one quarter. So we were prepared for it. We had the right mindset heading into the game. But that, that, no, no, no. We had the right mindset heading into the game. We played harder than they did, and we were prepared, and we did a great job. The third quarter made all the difference, right? It did, but we were prepared, and then we let go of the rope. And so there's two storylines here. It's one, we were ready to play, and we had a great job executing on both ends of the floor in the first half. And it's about the consistency of they're going to continue to play. And so we have to be prepared um, for when we do outplay them that they're going to respond and we have to respond. And so we were prepared. We just let go of the rope. That was really, really defensive. Really, really defensive. 
And when you say we were prepared and we executed and we lacked consistency, that's Joe Missoula putting it on the guys. And, and I understand, like, Joe Missoula, because he's 34 and hadn't been a head coach before, anytime they lose, people point to him. And anytime they win, you point to, you point to the players, right? That's where we are right now. But that's not a great answer. There's just no way anyone could think that's a great answer. Jimmy Butler is Dwayne Wade. And the Celtics aren't in trouble because they can't still win four games in the series. It feels like they're in trouble because (laughs) their coach is taking zero blame and getting super defensive, even if accurate. This show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save Progressive.com. Let, let me just say this one thing, though, about Joe Missoula. Uh, I don't know who answered that, asked that question, but it's, it's a horrible question because it, it has a trigger word. Do you know what the trigger word is there, Jason Stewart? Yeah. Prepared. Right. I'm going to play it for you one more time. Okay. Take, take a listen to this. Take a listen to the question because here's what a trigger word is. It no longer became about, you know, it no longer became about anything other than that word. Were you prepared? You said they played harder than you in the third quarter. That's what they do. They play harder than their opponent. How are you guys unprepared for that? And we, we were prepared. We played harder than them in the first half, and then they outplayed us for one quarter. So we were prepared for it. We had the right mindset heading into the game. But that, that, no, no, no. We had the right mindset heading into the game. We played harder than they did, and we were prepared, and we did a great job. Right? It's all about prepared. It's all, all about prepared. Instead of just asking a question like, Joe, what happened in the third quarter? You know, how did they, how, why, why do you think, if he says they outplayed us, why do you think that is? Follow up with that. What can you do in the future so that you match their intensity coming out of halftime? But instead, it was a really unfair question and he took the bait. And the answer became defensive because it became all about that one word, unprepared. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. All right, let's welcome him in. Longtime head coach in uh, prep school, uh, Loyola Marymount, UNLV. Everybody knows him in the basketball world. He's the great Max Good. He joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Max, what changed in the third quarter last night? Well, the Celtics just, you know, they're a very frustrating team to follow. Now, I watch every game. I think I've missed one game in two years I was on a flight. But they they pick and choose when they want to defend. But if there's any time you need to make sure you're defending, it certainly is now. You know, if you're playing a regular season team against the last team in the league, okay, we'll have a little let up tonight because I understand as many games as they play. But that was inexcusable to me last night. I mean, and I'm saying that as a fan who cares and loves loves the Celtics. Um, okay, so how do you how much blame do you put on a on a 34 year old head coach? I don't know. That's got to be a tough position. But, uh, you know, I I think the Celtics have got two very flawed supposed superstars. Jason Tatum is, uh, you know, he he can be the most brilliant player in the league. And then at times, you know, like the last quarter, he was a total no-show. But it was the third quarter that, that killed him. And then Jalen Brown, between the two of them, they made 10 turnovers last night. And they were, you know, they were just careless. What's your assessment of what happened in the fourth quarter 
with not getting the ball and then those three consecutive turnovers? Well, I, I don't know because they got stops. Ironically, but you know they played pretty good defense in when they absolutely had to. But people take issue with Marcus Smart. I'll tell you what: if all every member of that team played as hard as Marcus Smart, I'm not going to say they'd be undefeated, but they'd be a lot tougher to beat than they are now. Uh, he's got flaws. But effort is never one of them, and defense usually is not one of them. And hell, he'll he'll guard Embiid, and you know he can guard one through five and do can shut them down. But uh, the Celtics just you know they rely on their ability to score too much. Okay, so how big of an issue? How big a loss is that in totality for the series? You know, lots of teams have lost game one and bounced back. How big is it for the Celtics? Well, I think it's, they're almost like a game six. They need to win to get to game seven. I think they have to win Friday or it's, you know, although they're unusual. I mean, they shouldn't have been in any problem in the last series, but, but they, you know, they have let-ups. Yeah, they have let-ups, you know. They, and Jimmy Butler just – Jimmy Butler is – an amazing player. I don't think he's a great leaper. Don't think he's a great shooter. You know, he, he just he just makes play after play after play. Whatever's needed at the time, Doug. If they need a key rebounder, if they need a basket, or if they need a stop, you know, he's always he always comes through. The games I've seen against Boston, at least. What um, I would. I would say the guy that most parallels is Dwayne Wade. I was trying to figure out, I was trying to figure a guy who he was like, and then I'm like, it's right there in front of me. Dwayne Wade wasn't a particularly good shooter, but he made shots. You know, he's not big, but he would get a big rebound. He would play better in the bigger moments. I, I I think Dwayne Wade is, is the, the best parallel to Jimmy Butler. Yeah, he probably is. Butler's a little taller and and not as thick. But, uh, yeah, that, that, that's probably as good as anybody. When you're watching play, nothing stands out other than he's just consistently good. And his reputation is that of, you know, that he can be a problem. I've never seen an issue. I've never seen him say anything to a teammate. I've never seen him say a word to an official. He just plays. He puts daggers in you. They got him in a... He drove the base on last night, and it looked like he, for all intent and purpose, was dipped. And all of a sudden, he drops off a little pocket pass to the, 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 their center, and he dumps the ball. I mean, he, he just whatever they need, he he provides. He's I, an elite competitor, obviously. I, I I think that's I think that's what it is, right? I I think that that's what it is. Um, last thing. Uh, coach to coach, you know, lots of people in the business give a ton of credit to Eric Spolstra. What do you see as as what allows Eric Spolstra to be so well regarded inside coaching circles? Well, I think number one, he's very, very organized. And see, Karan Butler, who played for me, is on staff. In fact, I talked to he got me tickets last night, and then I talked to him this morning, and. Uh, he talks about their organization, and they all believe in him, and he, he's tough. 
you know, they did have a, he did have a brush up with uh, with uh, Jimmy Butler once, and heck, he was they had to hold him back from going after him. And uh, I think they have the total respect. And another noticeable thing last night during timeouts, Miami got right to the huddle quickly. Boston would be on the other end, and they would all meet as coaches and have a, you know, a get-together, and then they'd spend about 30 seconds in the huddle. Now, what that means, I don't know. But I think Eric, he has the respect to his players. I'm guessing that he really invests and puts in the time, and, you know, he doesn't ask them to do any more than, than he would do other than he's not going to do the physical things they're doing, obviously. But they know that. You know, I think they realize it. Karan has the highest, highest respect for him. Karan being Karan Butler, of course, tough juice on, yeah. that, on, that, on that staff. Uh, great stuff as always, Max. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll talk to you after game two. Okay. Thank you, Doug. Let's welcome in Mark Medina, our Fox Sports Radio NBA insider. And, uh, Mark, I, I do wonder. There's a bunch of other NBA stuff I want to get to. But um, t- take a listen, and, and I'm going to give – uh, I'm going to give him a bit of a pass because I do think that Joe Mazzula is, it's its called a trigger word in this question. Right? But take a listen to his response when he was asked if they were unprepared for the Heat. You said they played harder than you in the third quarter. That's what they do. They play harder than their opponent. How are you guys unprepared for that? And we, we were prepared. We played harder than them in the first half, and then they outplayed us for one quarter. So we were prepared for it. We had the right mindset heading into the game. But that, that, no, no, no. We had the right mindset heading into the game. We played harder than they did, and we were prepared, and we did a great job. The made all the difference, right? It did, but we were prepared, and then we let go of the rope. And so there's two storylines here. It's one, we were ready to play, and we had a great job executing on both ends of the floor in the first half, and it's about the consistency of they're going to continue to play. And so we have to be prepared um, for when we do outplay them, that they're going to respond and we have to respond. And so we were prepared. We just let go of the rope. What do you make of that response? I think it's splitting hairs here. I mean, look, Jalen Brown later on that night uh, mentioned that hey, we came out too cool in the second half. You know, they're treating it like a regular season game. And I think that's been kind of the theme, not just in the regular season, but in the playoffs. They, they have this Jekyll and Hyde mentality, and it really feels like the Celtics just rely on their talent. And then when they don't feel challenged enough, they just go into, oh, uh, we're complacency mode, and we're just trying to, you know, save ourselves for the games that count. But these are the games that count. And I think the other thing, there's also some tactical questions when it comes to Joe Mazzulla about you know using a timeout in the third quarter run when Miami is taking control of the game, him going for smaller lineups instead of bigger lineups to try to be physical. Um, so that's not to put everything on Joe, but there are a lot of fair questions to be asked about how he's handling the team in the series. Uh, let's get let's get to tonight Lakers Nuggets game two. Now first half of game one virtuoso, Jokic couldn't have played better. Nuggets couldn't have played better. But the Lakers made some adjustments, played with essentially three bigs, right? Mm-hmm. And moved Anthony Davis uh, onto Aaron Gordon, which allowed him to be a weak side shot blocker and rebounder. Uh, what do you see the Nuggets, or what are you hearing the Nuggets are going to counteract with? 
Yeah, I think the Nuggets are kind of rolling their eyes about this whole idea that, uh, you know, the Lakers made all these amazing adjustments to slow Jokic down because I think they're wondering, well, if it was so important, why not do it earlier in the game? But I think that they also have this feeling that, you know, they were winning by a comfortable margin and Jokic wasn't as aggressive. Now the Lakers did come back and make it a game late in the game, but they felt it was more circumstantial than anything else. And I think in the Lakers' case, it is encouraging that they were still competitive. They fought through eventually the uh, you know the altitude adjustments. That's always a challenge. And Darvin Ham course corrected with going with a smaller lineup. I think he did that because he thought with the altitude having smaller guards would help with the pace. And clearly, it wasn't enough because then they just got killed on the boards. And Jokic did everything. So I think when you take all these things into account, Doug, there's certainly adjustments counter adjustments it's going to be a competitive series i think it goes to the nuggets tonight and in the series overall but the lakers certainly have a fighting chance to to you know get some wins here so it should be interesting it, it should be very interesting let's get to some of the coaching moves um james harden is is alleged to have played a major part in uh in the dismissal of doc rivers so if james harden has that kind of pull Who's he want to be the next head coach, which will allow him to re-sign with the, with the Sixers? Yeah, it's an interesting question. Now, in fairness to that, I was told that it wasn't just Harden. It was kind of uh, not just, you know, Daryl Morey pulling the trigger, but it was player feedback about, you know, the offense being too stagnant, et cetera. Um, but I think that Daryl Morey is keeping an open mind as far as who he uh, talks to and hires. No doubt they have championship, you know, aspirations. And so they're, you know, talking to or wanting to talk to someone like Frank Vogel and Mike Boonholzer and Monty Williams. Uh, you know, Mike D'Antoni, it could be a reunion with the Rockets with his time, not just with uh, James Harden, but with P.J. Tucker and Daniel House, um, as well as with Nick Nurse, who, you know, the Raptors just let go. But it remains to be seen with the Sixers and the Raptors and the Bucks, really every team except for the Detroit Pistons, I've been told, uh, expect this to move at a deliberate pace. It seems like there's a feeling around the league that all these teams want to do the exhaustive search and look at every candidate experienced and, you know, uh, rising assistant coaches that if I had a guess, probably the Detroit Pistons are going to narrow in on Charles Lee. Uh, but uh, other than that, everyone else is kind of up for grabs as far as what direction the team is going. Uh, um, that's it's that, that part to it is in fact fascinating. What, what are you hearing? Like Steve Kerr came out and said, Hey, if we don't have Draymond, we're not a championship contender. Um, on the other hand, he said what I said, what Draymond said, which is the punch of Jordan Poole. I mean, that set that team back to where they could never recover this year. So how do they navigate their offseason? Yeah, it's a tricky one. Uh, I think through uh, you know the faults from Draymond Green and the strengths, it, it was very clear that this entire season – it crystallized their thought that, you know what, they need to just lean in even more on Steph, Clay, and Draymond. And there's, a, uh, you know, strengths and weaknesses to that idea. But I think as the season played out, whether, you know, it had to do with the punch and training camp or just everything else, there didn't seem to be a lot of trust moving forward about, not just Jordan Poole, but investing in the young guys. And so that's not to say that they're blowing up the team, but I think philosophically they're certainly of the mindset that they're going to see what they can get with some of the young guys with Kaminga and Poole on the market. 
and then invest further invest in their young player or in their veteran players. Now that doesn't mean that Draymond Green and Clay Thompson are getting extensions, but at least it means that they're not looking about trading them on their final year of the contract or if Draymond opts out, try to give them, you know, an inexpensive deal that's considered a slap in the face. Through the warts of everything this season, they feel like they're better off leaning on that star experience than trying to invest further in the young guys. Mark, how long have you been, cover- have you been covering the NBA? Uh, I guess a combined 10 years, five on the Lakers beat, two Warriors, and then four national. Okay. Um, so, I, I guess, and look, I, I've been doing national radio for 20 years. So, my, my first national radio uh, job, really, was covering the NBA draft in 2003. And uh, what I've often marveled at is not just LeBron James, but the fact that any of the hype he's actually lived to and potentially exceeded. I'm being told that this is the most, Victor Webinyama is the most hyped up prospect ever. And I don't, I don't believe it to be. It's like we're trying, look, is he a unicorn in being 7'5 and mobile and can shoot threes? Yeah. But Luca was the best player in Europe. There was a ton of overseas hype regarding Luca. We had Zion, who had, I don't know, 3 million followers on YouTube going back to high school. You had LeBron, who was the chosen one, TV shows, uh, covers Sports Illustrated back when that was a big thing. Where are you on this? Victor Weminyama is the most hyped-up prospect ever. Yeah, I, I would probably guess that LeBron was more hyped up. I mean, you know more than anyone else, Doug. I mean, ESPN was showing his high school games, and he's having camera crews follow him around, you know, on the SI cover. Maybe Victor Wembanyama has some more intrigue because of just the international component, and there's going to be more attention for that aspect. But it's really hard for me to think that there's uh, someone that's been more hyped than LeBron. But I think in the grand scheme of things, it could be 1A, 1B, or Victor being a, a and second, from at least the folks I've talked to, there is an expectation that he's going to be a generational talent and that he's going to be a Hall of Fame player, lead a team, presumably the Spurs, to title runs. And, you know, when I've pressed on the question marks, you know, about how thin he is or could that lead to injuries, the interesting thing about this is, you know, no one discounts the physicality part of it. That's going to be an adjustment. And no one truly knows from a health standpoint where any player will go through, but at least the folks I talked to had some encouraging things to say that they didn't get a sense that he is quote-unquote injury-prone or has had a history of his body breaking down. So that could be different than Zion Williamson. I think moving forward, you know, one executive specifically told me that he expects the physicality part. It would take about three years for him to, you know, adjust to the NBA, put on necessary muscle. But the encouraging thing is he has – the complete game as far as a point guard skill set in a big man's body and able to adapt in the modern NBA. And I think the most important thing, 
people feel like he's about the right things of yeah. loving the game, being coachable, not you know getting high on his own supply with the hype that has come and will be coming even more. But yeah, um, it's hard to say that. Oh yeah, he's more hyped than LeBron James. And I forget who it was who tweeted this the other day. I'm sure you saw it. Someone was asking an open-ended question if LeBron got this kind of hype, and I rolled my eyes and thought, man, like has time really passed that much? Twenty years that people forget about how much attention LeBron had before he even played an NBA game. It's wild. Well, I, I I think it's I just think it's important for people to realize that yeah, LeBron it does the LeBron thing was amazing. It, it was amazing, and and it was a year also where Carmelo had a ton of hype because he'd won a national championship for Syracuse and the draft was in New York. Right, Dwayne Wade had been in the Final Four, put up amazing performances, and and yet LeBron. I mean, he sucked up all the air in the room, much much like he does, much like he does now. So he he was a a thing back then. It's like how quickly we forget. But but the other part to it is like, again, the expectations are. You get to the point to where you're like so ridiculous. Could he be a generational talent? Yes, but even generational talents that does not guarantee titles. So many things have to go your way. You know that that's the part that I'm like we got to be we got to catch our breath a little bit and let's see how he evolves as a player, how the Spurs evolve as a team and how it all looks and look the game has changed dramatically and he seems to fit where the game is going, but again, all it takes is a couple of tweaks and rule changes and the game could change as well. Yeah, without a doubt. And I mean, look, when you're talking about LeBron living up to his expectations, clearly he has maybe even surpassed it, but it wasn't even one of those things where, oh, it took some time for LeBron to fit in the NBA. It was instant impact. So, you know, it's even more dramatic than when Kobe entered the NBA. I mean, he came off the bench his rookie year and took some time for him to have that. LeBron, it was from day one, this is LeBron James, a superstar that will change your franchise. Mark, you're the best, bud. Enjoy the night's game. We'll talk soon. Hey, right back at you. Appreciate you. It's Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio, live from the Tyrac.com studios. If you're able to move a current pro team to a new city, who would it be? Where would they go? We're going to have a draft. We're going to do it next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. All right, stop what you're doing, because I'm about to ruin the image and the style that's Doug Gottlieb's show, Fox Sports Radio Game Time. Brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy. And affordable, get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place, bundle and save, progressive.com. Let's get to a game. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Dan Byer, what do you got, buddy? Doug, the game today is... I feel a draft. All right, Doug. This is on the heels of a of a couple of things: the A's and uh, their possible move to Las Vegas. Residents in Tempe, Arizona, rejecting a bill that would have built a new arena in that city for the Arizona Coyotes, and now the possibility they could be moving to Houston. Patrick Mahomes is uh, apparently putting his support behind a move to Kansas City by liking a tweet or something like that. Anyway, sports relocation is on our minds. And I know we've kind of done similar things before, but I don't Mm -hmm. think we've done it where we're going to rip the heart out of one city and place it in the body of another city. We want to move a current pro team to a new city in the four major sports. And the draft order today, Doug is first. Jason will pick second. John Ramos you're like the Pistons. You fell the third in the draft lottery, and I will pick fourth, and then we will snake it back. Oh. All right. Who's your Wembenyama of? Does, any, does anybody want to make a trade? Anybody want to make a trade? Um, I'd give I'd give you four and five for number one. I, I think the thing is, I know what number one is. I think we all we both you and I know know what number one is. I'm not. I don't know if the other two agree, 
but I'll make that move. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Um, and I'm going to uh, do you guys a favor. I'm going to move the Rams, excuse me, the Chargers out of L.A. We're going to move them back to San Diego. We're wow, taking the that Bolts. Was, that, was not, that was not the move that I thought. That's that's what we're going to do. Sorry, sorry, John. I was I was thinking of John Ramos, so I thought of Rams. But we're going to take the Chargers out of L.A., move them back to San Diego is my move. Why? Um, because I... I don't know. I just like them in San Diego. I like that city with uh, two teams. I don't like it. It's just a Padres town. Um, yeah, I just and I think that uh, I would be in the good graces of a lot of Bolts fans. There was another one that I thought, but I thought that the 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 home market of of that team is is strong, even though the move may have been unjust. Yeah. So I know which one. You're yeah, about. yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Chargers. They're back in San Diego. Jason is on the clock. Oh wow! So the chalk here is Jacksonville. The chalk. So I need. I'll just do the obvious. Um, the Jacksonville is definitely the team. That's a crappy stadium. It's a it's a weird market. Going to redo they, the they stadium. Yeah, they, they don't really need a, it's a team. A growing market because um, people moving. No, forward. not at all. I I disagree with all that. Okay. And I want to give it to um, the one major market that doesn't have two football franchises. It's going to be the Chicago, Chicago Jaguars. Wow! <laughs> oh, turning it upside they, they, down. They could play in Soldier Field. Yes. <laughs> oh, the. Bears. That would be an ama- by the way, oh, that would be me. an amazing move by the city of Chicago. The Bears move out and they're like, oh no, uh, listen, we're still going to redo Soldier Field. We're just going to bring another team. Jaguars to Chicago. All right, Ramos, you're. That was not co- on my board. No, not me either. <laughs> I love it though. Well, my boards are always odd, according to everybody in the in the studio. So um, let's get even more odd here. Left handed. Yeah. <laughs> How about? Um, I don't think Charlotte has ever embraced the Hornets. Right, so I'm going to move them to one of the hottest cities going now, and that's Nashville. So how about this Nashville? They could just change to something else. Nashville bees, I don't know, something like that. But anyway, Charlotte goes to Nashville in basketball. Interesting. It's quite the twist. Um, they'd be the hot chicken if they went. That's for sure. They changed their nickname. Okay, so I I. I feel like you guys missed badly. Um, and I wouldn't move them back to where... I, you're talking about Oklahoma City moving back to Seattle. Yes. Okay. I would move the Pelicans to Seattle. Mm. Uh, New Orleans, it's it's not a great NBA town. Um, it, it has limited market size. It, it, has its, it has things that hold it back. Seattle's been dying... To get a team back. And you have built in star potential, not just with the current roster, but potentially with Zion Williamson. So they could be good pretty soon as well. Pelicans to Seattle. Pelicans. All right. You got another pick because you uh, traded with me. Um, I I love the idea of Nashville. Uh, It is kind of the South, but kind of the sports South. But I don't think it's NBA. I think it's Major League Baseball. Let's move the Rays. To Nashville. Oh, all right, Ramos, you're back on the clock. It's funny because I had the Rays moving as well, uh, but I have them moving to a city that I think uh, is baseball intense, right? But just doesn't get the love, and that's Iowa. So 
Tampa Bay goes to Iowa. The city of Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> the state. I don't know. Pick a city. I guess Iowa City. I don't know. Wherever oh, the, wow. Des wherever, Moines, maybe? Des Moines, yes. Wherever the they had the baseball thing yeah. at, so... I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna ship the Miami Marlins to Siberia. Okay. I'm just gonna <laughs> send them away and hope no one goes to play them. <laughs> Doug, last pick. Uh, last pick. Um, Five well, seconds. I, I wow. yeah, I want to move somebody to Kansas City in basketball, and I'm trying to think who to move. Uh, let's move the Charlotte Hornets. I know they've been Sorry, moved previously. Charlotte, Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. They're, they're moving to. Doug Gottlieb show rolls on here on Fox Sports Radio. We'll preview game two next. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.